And now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on today's experience. It's totally terrific, totally transforming, totally triumphant Tuesday as we find unity from the Father through the Son by the Holy Spirit, all for the glory of God Almighty. I think I can talk. I, I can do this. First, it is okay, or is it okay? Let me rephrase that. Is it okay for people to call other people clueless? Jesus called somebody clueless. Is that okay? That's what he did. He said it directly to the Sadducees. If you haven't read that, uh, the answer was already implied in his question when he asked them about reading the word. He knew they didn't read the word, and they didn't believe. The key to remember is that God is a God of the past, the future, and the present, and we're going to see how that applies and why he was telling them, you guys are clueless. Next, we talk about Ananias and Sapphira. We talked about them last week and how important it is to be real Christians, but we never got to this portion here that we had to miss because the Lord interrupted, which is okay with us. There's another danger alongside it. It's called trumpeting ourselves for fleshly self-promotion. Too often, it's because of pride and arrogance, the same sin that was in the garden. Do this, and people will be so impressed with you. You'll be like God. It was a lie then, it's a lie now, and there is only one superstar, and we are not it. And finally, back to our great friend, Pastor Ray. Had a chance to chat with him yesterday, or text with him yesterday, as we uh, try Ray on a different day. Now, that's a joke, I say, because we don't need a special day to review Pastor Ray. Any day is a good day for Pastor Ray and what he has to say. That's because Pastor Ray is much better than just A-OK. He is a blessing in every way, and that helps you say, thank you, Pastor Ray. Thank you. Isn't that OK? David Spoon's life has been an experience. While growing up in a Jewish family, he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse. Then David Spoon found Jesus Christ, and his life completely changed. The more he studied the gospel, the more he wanted to share his experiences with others. After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM, and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing. Politics, entertainment, and current events. Personal revelations. Spiritual observations. My life's insanity is an oeve. So much more. Hey, we're asking you, what do you think? Now, you can email us, david at hemustincrease.org. Right here. $1.19 Chromebook. Right here in front of me. If you email david at hemustincrease.org, it'll get to me. If you, it'll really affect me. No. If you text me, 214-210-8483, it also comes right in front of me, right on my phone, right here, right now. 214-210-8483. All the good ones, all the nice ones, and all the not-so-nice ones. And then you can also call us at 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. And when you call 972-445-0770, it will be Captain Chris that will answer the phone. And then you will be
There you go. You got to like that. That's just cool. Here's the bottom line. You might have an opinion, a thought, a question, a comment. You can have any of that stuff going on. We want you to be able to reach out to us. We want to be able to pray for you if it's a prayer request, a praise report, anything along those lines. Also, we do Bible trivia, but before I announce the Bible trivia, somebody is calling in. So before we take that, we want to get this call. Here we go. This is David. Who am I talking to? This is Annika. Hi, Annika. How are you? Well, I'm doing great. I was going to get back with you about, um, I had talked to you about two months ago about my family yes. uh, get-together, and we had it on Sunday. And um, it went a lot better than I thought. And um, But what I did do and see was I saw that my family members were all in terrible condition, and it's a mindset because none of them are believers, and they're not interested in changing their, their lifestyle or their mindset. So now my question to you is, what do I do with that? Because it it bothers me emotionally that they are in such you know tough shape. Yeah, yeah. Um, medically, it, and and it's like, what is as a believer? What is my responsibility? Because I'm I don't believe being sad is of God. Well, here here's what I would tell you to do. There's a couple of things that you need to, well, I would say you should operate in or can operate in or perhaps will operate in. Number one is your example that you're not being sucked into a vacuum that says life is a drag. In other words, <laughs> you just being that person is that light. When it talks about light and darkness, that's a, a terrific example. Yep, that's a bummer. Yep, that's how they are. But them being that way, you don't want you to be pulled in that way. You want to shine the way that you are and let that light shine and let them notice the difference. And then that is one of the ways that God uses that as a witness. So that's the first thing is you don't change. And it's 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 almost rude to say, but it's important to say you can uh, have that emotional connection, but you cannot let them sever you from the Lord. And that's the big part about that. You cannot let anybody, anything, not, you know, Abraham could not let Isaac. It was just not allowed. It's you and the Lord first and foremost. And then the Lord gives you hope. And because of that hope, you have a brightness in your life, and there's no reason for that to be shaded, okay? And the Bible okay. does say, always be ready to give an answer for the hope that's in you. So you always want to be ready in case somebody asks you, and maybe they will, maybe they won't. I don't know. You don't know, but God knows. You just be ready to be a willing vessel. That's the first thing. The okay. second thing is there is nothing more powerful that I'm aware of than prayer, and I, and I know people just, I want to say this really nice. They just think, oh, well, it's something you're supposed to do and da-da-da. You know, in a moment of prayer, it wasn't a command from Joshua, but in a moment of prayer, the universe went, er, and it's just like, I think we should be a little more aware that sometimes prayer changes the universe and people's lives in it. And I believe that's your second most important element is to be one who petitions endlessly, continually. There's nothing wrong with praying multiple times. Scripture's filled with that. Praying multiple times, believing, hoping, trusting, but continually persistent being that prayer warrior. That's what okay, I would say. Okay, good, yeah. That's, that'd be my first off the top of my head. That's okay. What, that's without thinking. 
Okay, that's real helpful. <laughs> and I think it's great that it turned out better than you hoped. That's yeah, a good thing. Yeah, I mean, did. that's so odd. Um, that's awesome. I, I have on another subject, I have a real quick question for you. Uh-huh. Since uh, being in Christ, you know, we're believers in Christ, that means we're no longer under the law. And I think I know the answer to why you did this. But since we're no longer under the law as believers, then why did you name your dog Levi? <laughs> and I think I know the answer. Well, tell me what you think the answer is. i got to hear what you think it is. Well, I looked up the meaning for Levi in my concordance, and it, one of the descriptions is adherence. So I'm thinking that he stuck to you. You know, he just, you know, how dogs will be everywhere you go, they go. So that's what I'm thinking maybe you you are correct levi. levi so so this kind of dog so levi is a, a boxer and mm-hmm. boxers are notorious for leaning on their owners i mean leaning <laughs> as in literally they walk and then they literally lean on you while you're walking so you got to be careful and then uh, he was like that uh, we got him actually it was really funny we got him at six weeks which is two weeks earlier than you're supposed to and we you know we actually went over a bunch of different names and so on and so forth and uh that was the right, and we both said it. We were like, Levi, Levi, because he was leaning on us all the time. We thought, that's perfect. So we just <laughs> stuck with it, and it's just been, it's like the, he's been our, like, our, our most precious dog in our in our lifetime. He's just super, super cool, and we're sad that he's getting older, but it, it's one of those things. Now, Bert comes along, and Bert doesn't get, he doesn't get a spiritual name, because Bert is a goofy dog, and you know what you get when you're a goofy dog? Bert. That's what you get. <laughs> it's like, like Bert and Ernie. Yeah, exactly. Only, and then Noel goes, yeah, you can always say Bert Wayne. And so his name is actually Bert Wayne Spoon instead of Bruce Wayne Spoon or something like that. And it's just one of those weird uh, kind of things. But you are exactly right on Levi. That's so, so funny that you picked up on that. That's very good. Oh, thank you. Very, very insightful. Very. Well, you and Noel and family all have a great uh, Christmas and great New Year. Thank you. I so appreciate it. And we love that you call into the show and you're a part of it. We just love it. Thanks so much. All right. God bless you. Mm, thank you. God bless. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Wow, that was fun. All right. Now, see, that's we just have that. We want that, right? That's how we want to be kind of engaging with that. Now, instead of going into the text, because I got so much material to teach, although this is the second time I'm pushing this text over, I'm trying to figure out this way to give uh, people an opportunity to get this Bible that I have, this chronological Bible. And what Chris and I came up with, and I just want people to listen, it's chronological Bible. It's about 45 bucks. It's got no marks on the inside. The cover's got a couple of little like indentations, nothing big. What I decided and asked Chris about is I want to give it to somebody who would really use it, who would really get something from it. So instead of trying to do a trivia question or guess between one and a million, <laughs> that could take a long time. Uh, I just, anybody who reaches out to us, we only have two caveats. You have to pick it up from here at the station, and then you have to do that either tomorrow or Thursday or next week, Monday through Thursday. 
and then you come and you ring on the bell, and then uh, Chris will get to it uh, when he can, unless we're doing our show live, then he can't get to it. Uh, and then you can leave a voicemail or something. But I just want you to know the way to do it is just to reach out. You can call in. You can text me, whatever. It's a really cool Bible, excellent material, chronological Bible, uh, just something to add to your library, but only for those who really want it and who can get here to get it because it's nine pounds and I'm not sending it through the mail. Okay? All right. Love you guys. All right, folks, you're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Like any person searching for answers, I too have wondered about him. He has a weird sense of humor. If people are seeking wisdom and insight from the great teachers around the world, would they go to David? No, I don't think so. Those big ears really don't help. Will people enjoy his perspective on culture, politics, food, sports, and local and national news? I don't know. He's just a client. Tune in to the David Spoon Experience on KAAM. What is the David Spoon Experience? When Joshua was trying to figure out, you know, the Lord and his decision for the Lord, and he, he was doing pretty good and had good training, uh, uh, he made a decision to, to follow the Lord. Then he made a decision that he wanted to really commit to devotions. I told him I was proud of him for that. That's his own decision. He has to make that call. Nobody can choose that. You know, I was listening to something the other day, and this is one of the most bizarre statements. You're never going to hear a more bizarre statement. I hope this gets on the radio. You know, you can be born and raised Jewish. You can be born and raised Italian. You can be born and raised in many different things, but you can't be born a Christian. Can't do it. Because you have to make a decision for Jesus Christ. There's no being born a Christian. That doesn't work. That's a lie. You have to make a choice, an individual choice. Your 15 generations of your family could be Christians. When you're born, that does not make you a Christian. When you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, that's when you become a Christian. You understand that difference? It's just something that dawned on me. Like, you know, people don't talk that way. Well, he was born in a Christian family. That doesn't mean he's a Christian. Plenty of murderers came out of Christian families. That doesn't mean a thing. That's nothing. But anyway, going back to it, I had to share that because that's that thought that just really struck me as odd. But the power of our words is, is, is so noticeable. And Jesus says, hey, you know, I got one for you. By your words, you're going to be justified. By your words, you're going to be condemned. So my question to pose is why? That's so forceful and brutal. And the answer is in Matthew chapter 15. Matthew, you guys like that one, huh? I like that. I can tell below. I like that. Matthew chapter 15, here's the reason, verse 18, Matthew 15, 18 says this. But the things that come out of the mouth come from the heart. And the reason that Jesus said, by your words you will be justified and by your words you'll be condemned is because your words reveal what's in your heart. And you will know, you can listen to other people and know by their speech. And I'm not even talking about coarse language. I'm not talking about swearing. I'm not even talking about any of that. I'm not even necessarily talking about negative speech. I'm talking about you will know a person's heart by what they say. The David Spoon Experience. Oh, welcome back 
to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Okay. Uh, Chris wanted to say so. Captain Chris, what do you want to say? Uh, Annika, if you were listening, can you call me back, please? Okay. Annika, if you're listening, you need to call Chris back. <laughs> there you go. So you got to call him soon because we're getting ready to do our trivia questions. Of course, she probably hung up and said, well, that's enough of that. Or something like that. I don't know. All right. I got my... Oh, wait. This is not the comedy part. Hold on. That's the wrong part. Boy, I got to find my stuff. I'm really... Okay. Yeah, that wasn't funny, huh? Okay. <laughs> All right. So, Annika called in. She said she did want it. Uh, Al wanted to see if he could stop. Oh, so she's calling in now. Uh, we just want to make sure she can get it. Keep in mind, I've got some things that this this coming year, I'm just telling you right now, we're going to do a lot more of this, not a little more of this. So probably even up to, you know, once every two weeks, we're going to be giving something away. Okay. And it won't always be something from my library. So don't don't get excited because I'm, I'm not giving up my notes. You couldn't read them anyway. It's like a coloring book. Okay? All right. All right. Let's get ready for the next uh, trivia question that we are going to launch today. This is a pretty straightforward one. Uh, I think you guys will get this. Uh, (laughs) Al wants cash giveaways. Me too, Al. Uh, True or false, Jesus. True or false, Jesus healed... Peter's father-in-law. True or false? Jesus healed Peter's father-in-law. Okay? There you go. If uh, you think you know the answer to that trivia question, then what I would do is I would encourage you to, first, you're welcome to call in at 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483, or you can send an email, david, at he must org. So the trivia question all set. Here we go. Uh, Jesus healed Peter's father-in-law. So much for none of the apostles were married. Anyhow, uh, 972-445-0770. See, it's hard to... Uh, is that true or false? Uh, you can text in 214-210-8483, or you can send an email, david, at org. Okay, so I have oh, – somebody's calling in for that. So we want to – this is a call-in show today. So we want to give them that chance, and then I'll tell you the uh, – I have two jokes, but one – I don't think one is that funny. So we're just going to do the shorter funny one, and and then we're just going to kind of go with that. Okay? This is a trivia answer? Okay, here we go. Here we go. This is David. Who am I talking to? My name's Scott. What's it? What's your name? My name is Scott. Hi, Scott. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing great. You know, that's my middle name, so I like that name. That's a great name. That's, that's a great, great name. That's exactly right. Um, all right, Scott, here we go. Uh, it's a straightforward, and then I'll give you a chance on the, on the backside of it to kind of give, the, give the, another answer. True or false, Jesus healed Peter's father-in-law. I don't believe so. That's false. You are correct, sir! All right. You are right. Do you remember who it was who Jesus did heal in Peter's family? I believe it was his mother-in-law. That is correct again! All right. You 
are getting it good. That's a great job. And that's really important because, one, it shows you Peter was married. And then, two, it's important to understand she was not doing well. She couldn't serve or take care of anybody. Jesus prayed for her. And then right after he prayed for her, she was able to get up and, and get right to it. And I have always maintained that when Jesus does something, when he heals you, you know you're better. It's over. Move on. It's like absolutely. It sounds great. Excellent job. Excellent job, Scott. All right. Thank you so much. You bet. All right. Appreciate the show. Really enjoy it. I appreciate that. God bless you. See you. Thank you. God bless you too. Bye. All right. We're rolling. Okay. We do have somebody that got the book, and so we're happy for that. Praise the Lord. That's good because I don't want to just, I you know, you know, one time I had so many, but I mean, Noel was like. That's too many, you know. Of course, I didn't think about copying all the ones that I had notes in. I probably have 150,000 notes. It's just so weird. You look at my Bible. It's like a coloring book. <laughs> it's like, you know, remember Little Lotta and Dot and all those people, and then they'd have coloring books and Richie Rich and all. Looks like one of those. All right, ready? Short joke. Here you go. By the time Bobby arrived, the football game had already started. Why are you so late, asked his friend. I couldn't decide between going to church and going to the football game, so I tossed a coin, said Bobby. Well, that shouldn't have taken so long, said the friend. Well, Bobby replied, I had to toss it 35 times. Come on, that's a good one. All right. Here we go. To the word. Matthew chapter 22, verse 31, 32. Uh, as, uh, and as for the resurrection of the dead, have you not read what was said to you by God? I am the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. He is not the God of the dead, but of the living. As for the resurrection, Jesus was saying, that when Jesus says, as for the resurrection, I just want you to understand, as for the resurrection, you're clueless. This is, I know that's not how he said it. I understand. But, okay, but on the other hand, which is what but means, <laughs> on the other hand, Jesus is like, okay, as for the resurrection, have you guys not read? And when he says that, he knows they didn't read it. So he's like, have you not read? The answer is no. And the reason that they didn't read it was because they didn't believe the scriptures. This is the Sadducees. And so the Sadducees, they're sad, you see, because they don't believe in the resurrection. They don't believe in angels. They don't believe in demons. They don't believe. They're existentialists. And Jesus is like, okay, first— as for the resurrection, you're clueless. And as for what's written in there, you're clueless. And it's the nicest way to say you're clueless. He said, what was said to you by God? Listen to what he says. What was said to you by God? He, they're missing the most basic thing, and that is God speaks to us through his scripture. And everybody's accountable because God has given us his word as his witness. And so the big issue is it's not just creation that's going to be a witness against people. It's God's word that's going to be a witness against God's people. And yes, people hear the word even when they don't go to church. They hear it in all different formats. They have all different ways of witnessing. You put it on a T-shirt. You mention it. Oh, people overhear conversations. Every person will hear and will give an account 
to God. And the biggest issue in this whole process is you have to recognize the resurrection, you have to recognize the Word, and you have to recognize that God is communicating to us through these elements. Many Christians seem to walk around like there's no resurrection. And it's like, look, you are not going to cease when you die. You are going to face God if you are not going to be having your arms uh, lifted up by God and in your in opposition to God, you're going to face God. Otherwise, so you're either going to stand in front of God and it's going to go bad or God's going to stand behind you and it's going to go good. Just what? which one do you want? What do you want? Because it doesn't matter what the world says. The world has no clue and nobody cares. They're clueless. Right? There's an old joke. Go to the bank, take out a loan, and buy a clue. Because the idea is to understand that there is a resurrection. And what God said in verse 32 is, I am the God of Abraham and the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob. He didn't say, I was the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. God is God in the present and as far as God's concerned, because he's an interlinear being, he is engaged with everyone. And there is no cessation for us who are linear, point of birth, point of death, that's it, wrong. God exists continually. God didn't say to Moses, I was the God of Abraham. He's like, I am the God of Abraham, because Abraham's with me now, right now, post-death. Like, What? I'm the God of Abraham, I'm the God of Isaac, and I'm the God of Jacob. He is the great I am. And we're going to talk about that tomorrow, by the way. I just can't wait. It's so exciting. The bottom line to this process is God is not the God of the dead, but of the living. And all these people who are in the Lord live forever. The people that reject God will be cast off forever. Will they cease to exist? Uh, It doesn't sound like it. It doesn't read like it. I don't want to be a part of that. I could care less. I want to be on the happy train. <laughs> it's just really simple. I want to be where it's good. Just like Attica said, I'm, I'm not going to live in that, oh, everything's, oh, life's yours. It's like, I'm not doing that. I'm going to be dancing on streets of gold. I'm going to be hanging out with the apostles. I want to hear King David do a hymn, right? I want to hear that heart play, play. And then you can just see he's going to get an electric guitar at some point. Come on. You know he's good. And it's going to be like awesome. That's what we live for. We live for this. Don't be foolish or clueless because we're not considering the resurrection or what it is that God had to say. Okay? All right. Take our break and come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. Don't go anywhere. Can't stand the skill, can't stand the shame It may be false, but it feels the same This KAAM radio show with your very own David Spoon is not a business, but a nonprofit ministry first and foremost committed to sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and strategically equipping the saints. 
Our mission is to educate, encourage, and entertain Christian believers, the hurting, and those not yet believers who need biblical truths. To continue our radio ministry and message of truth, we need many of our faithful listeners to support us, as well as ministry partners who might wish to sponsor the He Must Increase ministry. By giving, you wonderfully facilitate our priorities of assertively teaching the Word of God, and you get nothing in return. No quid pro quo. Nothing but a receipt at year end indicating you gave to us since your donation is 100% tax deductible. Remember that it says in Corinthians that whoever sows generously will also reap generously, or in Proverbs where it teaches that a generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. But if you cannot give, no problem. Continue to enjoy and learn and give however you see fit whenever you can. To support us, go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time, energy, like so few can, right here on KAAM. What is the David Spoon experience? Before we pray and before we get going, it's important for you to understand kind of where I'm coming from. A lot of you who, uh, those of you that were in the first service are going, oh no, here comes that joke again. Uh, Wrong, it's a different joke, so we'll go with that. Let's understand that being born and raised Jewish and becoming a Christian is very simply understood for all of you. That means two Jews, three opinions. If you can't figure that out, you're going to have a tough time the rest of this time. So let's talk about what that perspective is and what I learned growing up. There was a lady and she was on a bus and she was sitting next to a guy. And she turns over to the guy and she taps him and she goes, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, mister, mister, are you Jewish? And he goes, no, no, I'm not. She goes, okay, thanks. Going further down, she taps him again. She goes, excuse me, excuse me, mister. She goes, are, are you Jewish? He goes, no, I, I'm not Jewish, but thank you for asking. I appreciate that. They go a little further down, and she taps him again. She goes, excuse me one more time, mister. Are you sure you're not Jewish? He goes, no, I am not Jewish. I am not. She goes, okay, fine, fine. A little further down, she taps him again. She goes, are you really sure you're not Jewish? He goes, fine, fine, I'm Jewish. She goes, funny, you don't look Jewish. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Okay. All right. Let's see. Um, We've got a trivia question. We've got somebody on the line. So do we need to wait or can I do the trivia question or go ahead? I can do the trivia question. All right. Here we go. Here's the trivia question. And you uh, need to be aware that this is a little sneaky, okay? A little sneaky. If a Christian—it's not that sneaky. I mean, let me rephrase it. It's not sneaky. It's just something you should know. If a Christian is ill in bed, who should he call or who should be called according to the book of James? Okay? If a Christian is ill in bed, according to the book of James, who should be called? I'm taking back the— uh, sneaky part. It's not sneaky. It's the uh, thoughtful. See, because I just 
imagine somebody saying something funny about it. Uh, if you think you know the answer, you are welcome to reach out to us. Our number here is 972-445-0770. If you know who it is, and this is the trivia question, I want to make sure you get it. Uh, if Christian is ill uh, in bed, who should be called according to the book of James? You can call 972-445-0770, or you can text in 214-210-8483. Kirk jumping on it right away. Uh, you can also send an email, david at he must increase.org. That's david at he must increase.org. So we encourage you to answer that because that's an important question for us to know, right? You need to know who to call. Well, if I'm sick in bed, who do I call? You need to know that according to the book of James. That's uh, a big key. Okay, I'll leave that there. And then we're going to move into the next phase, which is going to be history. So we're going to do history real fast. Let's go ahead and do that. All right, there's a couple of funny things that actually, if you think about this, this is kind of a classic. Today is Forefathers Day. You know why that applies uh, uh, to, to us? Because it's our forefathers. Okay, That's that old joke, though. Moses slept with his forefathers. That's right. right. But it's Forefathers Day. It's Humbug Day. No, wait. At the same time, it's Look on the Bright Side Day. So let's go back to Annika's call. And it's like, you know, her family, a little bit of humbug there. And then Annika, you know, look on the bright side. See, there you go. Uh, it's National Flat Flashlight Day. I don't have nothing to say about that. National Hamburger Day. I'm all about that. I mean, do you have a favorite? Like, is there any, like, I mean, I, I like In N Out if we're going to have a fast food burger. I'm an In N Out fan. But then I was in California for 20 years. So, yeah. In N Out's pretty good. I like a Whataburger number five. Whataburger. Yeah, that's the other big one everybody likes. And then uh, it's also a Don't Make Your Bed Day. And my response to this Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> I celebrate that one every day. <laughs> and by the time I'm up out and Noel's up and out, the dogs are in, and then Bert burrows. Like he's like one of those dogs that, and so he goes into the, the blankets and burrows, and then you see like his ear sticking out. That's all you see. It's so weird. Uh, 1620 on this day, the Mayflower Pilgrims landed on what is now known as Plymouth Rock. And so if April showers bring May flowers, what do May flowers bring? Pilgrims. <laughs> I mean, I did not know that. 1913, the first crossword puzzle is published. And then uh, for those who are legalistic, uh, cover your ears. 1937, the film Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs first premiere. Okay. All right. Let me shout out to Eric. Nice recovery from your first answer. That's a nice way to say that. The question is, if Christian, if a Christian is ill in bed, who should be called, according to the book of James? So there's three ways you can get a hold of us, and then we'll send you to the website. The first way is you can call us, 972-445-0770. You can text us, 214-210-8483, or you can send an email, david, at hemustincrease.org, or you can step outside your house and scream, David, and that, that might work as well. In the meantime, we want to send you to the website. The website has a whole bunch of stuff on it, uh, just a lot of stuff. Just check it out. Have fun. Enjoy yourself. Hemustincrease.org. Website, he must increase dot org, he must increase dot org. Email David at he must increase dot org. Facebook, he must increase ministry. YouTube, he must increase ministry.
ministry. I think most people should be aware that uh, actually what was planned for today was foul, traveling, three-pointer, and uh, that didn't happen. So we're pulling the best that we can together. Thank you very much. I want to talk to you about something called majoring in the minors. Majoring in the minors, right? Ever heard that expression? Matthew chapter 23, verse 23 and 24. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! For you tithe mint and dill and cumin and have neglected the weightier matters of the law, justice, mercy, and faithfulness. These you ought to have done without neglecting the others. You blind guides, straining out a gnat and swallowing a camel. So I just want to make sure everybody knows, if you don't think Jesus was kind of ferocious in some of the things that he had to say, just read Matthew 23 in any translation your heart desires. doesn't matter. I just remember that conversation or that engagement I have on the boards with somebody. Jesus never said anything mean. Okay. Uh, hypocrites, uh, blind guides, snakes, vipers. <laughs> yeah, those are all really nice compliments. I love it. All right. 15 times minimum. 15 times minimum. Jesus called the religious leaders something that would be deemed politically incorrect. Minimum, minimum. I mean, snakes, nobody's going to argue with, but some people would say, well, I don't know if blind guides is bad. <laughs> really? <laughs> really? You blind guides. Okay, you're right. That, that sounds good. He was uh, upset with them because they were really just totally into herb tithing. <laughs> just so you can know. They thought herb tithing was so important but they neglected the very important things to the heart of God. And what are those things? Justice, which is what is right, which is by God's standard, his declaration and his plan. Justice, you know, man's justice is, uh, I got to say this really nice. It's a nice try, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, you know, there's two reasons that justice is, is got a, uh, the statue has a blindfold. One is because it's supposed to be impartial. And two, because it's blind. Here's one of the problems. It can't properly see the way that God sees. God knows every nook and cranny, which is why, from an eternal perspective, judging people eternally, only God is able to do that because he knows everything. There's no details that are left out for God. He's got it all right in front of him. Okay? That's number one. So justice by God's standard, his declaration, his plan. The scripture says there's the way that seems right unto man, but the end thereof is the way of death. And the wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God. That just tells you right off the bat, ooh-ooh, slow down, Sparks. We got to just relax here. Got to be aware that God's justice is the actual justice. Mercy. Mercy is demonstrated by God by his multiple interventions to not just assist Israel, but to assist you when you're not worthy of it, when you're not deserving of it. In fact, I love what mercy is. Mercy is not receiving the judgment you ought to receive. It's actually on the other side of grace. Grace is getting something you could never earn. Mercy is not getting the thing you did earn which is God smacking you on the head. Well, oh, permanently, I should say. He does still hit you on the head every once in a while. 
The idea behind it is to understand that that mercy is important. So a uh, pastor who had a dream about uh, uh, the Lord, he, well, he had a dream and all these people. I've mentioned this before, and I think it's a worthwhile dream because it really gives a good picture. He he has this dream, and, and all this honey is coming down out of heaven, and some people are looking at it, and some people are licking it, and some people are like kind of bathing it, and other people are like, whoa, what is this stuff? Yuck, yuck, yuck. And so in the dream, the pastor asked the Lord, what is that? And what's that honey? And he goes, that's my mercy. And it's like, that's a good line. I don't, you know, it's not biblical, but it's great to, a great analogy to understand mercy. Some people love the mercy of God. Some people think it's yucky. It's like, wow. So Jesus says, look, you are worried about herb tithing. It's like you're worried about tithing on your earth. Just everybody, go look in your go look in your pantry, right? And go look at all your different herbs that you have in your little bottles. They were worried about tithing on that. And Jesus is like, okay, look, justice, mercy, faithfulness. Those are important things. And faithfulness, by the way, is reliability. And God calls for you and I to be reliable so that we can be dependable, not just in the kingdom issues, but for the sake of other people. broken A broken tooth and a foot out of joint is what is the confidence in an unfaithful man is a broken tooth and a foot out of joint. That's all you got to know. It's like, oh, yikes, terrible. So when Jesus said, you strain at a gnat but swallow a camel, I just want you to think about that picture for a second, right? See, you got a gnat, which many of us have eaten a thousand times, or a camel, which nobody seems to be able to get down because that's rather large. He's like, you're straining at the net and you're swallowing a camel. It's a picture. He's communicating the religious leaders were in error in their focus. They were majoring in the minors. They were failing in what was important to God. Right? All right. Got our trivia questions. We've got to answer that. And the trivia question is, who do you when you're sick, according to James, who do you call? You call the elders of the church. And they pray over you, anointing you with oil. That's who you call. I know a lot of people say you don't want to call Ghostbusters or whatever. You got to call the elders in the church and have them pray for you. And if your church doesn't do that, then point that out in the book of James. Right? All right. All right. Do it nicely. All right, folks, you're listening to the David Swin Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. What is the David Spoon experience, you say? I'll put it to you like this. Do you love a good joke that's pretty bad? What do you call an animal that doesn't practice what it preaches? A hippocritopotamus. <laughs> Come on. Do you love being able to ask questions, comments, or having someone to pray for you? If you have an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question, we don't want it to die of loneliness. We want it to have a chance. And last but not least, do you love some trivia? All right, we got our trivia question. Uh, who made clothes out of leaves that were sewed together? Somebody want to answer the trivia question? Oh, okay, hold on. Hold on. Here you go. Here you go. This is David. Who am I talking to? We're talking to Mary. This is Al. This is Brother Ace. This is Eric. This is Deborah. Now, if that doesn't make you curious, maybe you should tune in and check it out for yourself. Think of me as the big brother that won't go away. <laughs> That's me. Tune in to the David Spoon Experience weekdays at 1.30 p.m. on 770 KAAM. 
What is the David Spoon experience? Then he says this, don't be afraid. Why should you not be afraid? Because what fear does is immobilizes a person, stops them from moving forward, and it also eats away at faith. Fear has this way. It's kind of like if you think of faith as, uh, I'll do this now, as uh, uh, chocolate ice cream that has peanut butter in it, okay? Uh, That's faith, okay? Fear is like somebody drilling a hole underneath and then taking a little spoon and then pulling some of that faith down, a little scoop by scoop by scoop by scoop. And you don't want your faith reduced because God requires faith to us to engage with him in. That's his requirement. That's the vehicle by which he has chosen to engage with humanity. You don't think God could have said, it's me, you're going to believe, or I'm going to turn you into a fish. I mean, you don't think God could have done that? But he chose the vehicle of faith because that's what he wanted from those that would come to him. A confidence, an assurance in the goodness of God. So Jesus, the first thing he says, ignore it, don't be afraid of it. And then he does this one radically crazy, nutsy cuckoo line, just believe. And we use that in movies and in books and in fairy tales and all that stuff. We're not talking about any of that stuff. This is believing, looking at a situation just like Abraham did, just like we talked yesterday, how Abraham looked at the circumstance, didn't deny he was old, didn't deny he was past childbearing, and said, I'm just going to believe God anyway. Uh, That attitude of just believe, it's taking a stand in the framework of your faith that says, I'm not moving. Here I am. Call me Bulldog. I'm right here. I'm not going nowhere. My faith is solid. Sometimes Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMEN 770, the truth station here in Texas. Everybody doing a fantastic job, uh, by the way, in phone calls and in texts today so i appreciate that that's always nice to have that happen here's your next trivia question uh i'm gonna i'm gonna say something if you can answer it i'm gonna hopefully teach you something you didn't know i don't know if that's the case or not but isaac prayed to the lord for his barren wife to become pregnant god miraculously answered this prayer and rebecca had twins What were the names of the twins? What were the names of the twins? Isaac prayed to the Lord that his barren wife might become pregnant. God miraculously answered this prayer, and Rebecca had twins. What were the names of the twins? That's pretty straightforward, right? What are their names? Uh, 972-445-0770 is the number to call. To text, that would be 214-210-8483. And then to send an email, it would be david at he must increase. Dot org. I will remind you again, check out the website. And don't forget, if the Lord puts it on your heart, we, you know, we're not doing 
four, but we always need a little bit extra uh, do re mi, just one of those things. And we don't give you any, we don't give you an anointed penny or an anointed Bible as though anything anybody else could do would make the Bible good. Uh, it's only by the Holy Spirit that it's anointed. Uh, but if you decide to give, we will give you a receipt, uh, providing that I can find the information. <laughs> no, no, I'm kidding. It's kind of funny. All right. We do have somebody uh, prepared to answer the trivia question. Let's do that real quickly. This is David. Who am I talking to? Well, hi, David. This is Joy Ann. Hi. I'm loving what parts of the show I've been able to hear. <laughs> <laughs> so is that is that the beginning and the end parts of the show? <laughs> oh, it's all great. I, I actually got a text from a family member that someone, a loved one in Germany, has COVID. So as the nurse in the family, I've been sharing some of my favorite websites and health tips. So, And I, I am more inclined to do things um, maybe a little bit more nutritionally and um, a little off the, the record. But anyway. That's great. I think I it's great. Uh, tabs with you, but I, I do know the answer to this trivia question being a twin. I love that question. All right, so I'm going to give you the floor. Here it is. Here we go. <laughs> Isaac prayed to the Lord, and his barren wife became pregnant. God answered the prayer, and Rebecca had twins. What were the names of the twins? Oh, those twins were Esau and Jacob. That is correct, Amanda! <laughs> Now, I'm, I'm going to give you a piece of information you might not know. Um, a lot of people don't quite know. And if you go into Genesis and read, you'll find out that when this took place, uh, that Isaac was 40 years of age. And when the kids were born, he was 60 years of age. So somewhere in between 1 and 20 years, that's how long that prayer took for the fulfillment of it to be accomplished. So he was married at 40, kids came out at 60, wife was not happy at, you know, in the beginning when she wasn't pregnant. And so he, he prayed and the Lord answered it. The question is, well, was it was it right away? Was it five years, 10 years, 15 years, 20 years? And sometimes you just gotta keep praying and then the Lord breaks the miracle wide open. Amen. And I I did notice that in the recent years, because in my own personal life, there have been prayers that have been answered so quickly, so beautifully, so well, but some that have been agonizingly slow. And the Lord showed me that one time. I thought, wow, Isaac really had to wait. And, you know, he and his wife agonized over that. So, and in my situation, some of you all know that I agonize over my beloved husband. He's very bright, he's articulate, and he really knows how to, you know, um, come up with answers when we talk about Christianity. I never argue with him, but um, in this time of separation these past two years, the Lord has given me your show, and I have discovered wonderful podcasts. And even just yesterday, I discovered a wonderful book. Lee Strobel recommends it. I think it's called Tactics. But it's just about 
knowing how to ask questions, how to witness with um, graciousness and expertise. So I've been just drinking up that book. So anyway, I could go on and on, but thank you for your wonderful show that builds our faith. You we are awesome. You and your wife. <laughs> you are fantastic. We appreciate it. So that's a Lee Strobel book called Tactics. So we don't have any connection well, to it, but it's, it's called Tactics, right? Yeah, I believe. And actually, he wrote the forward to it. So I I will send that title to you, but it's it's an expert um, who has a radio show, I believe, in California. And um, since I just found it yesterday, I haven't memorized the author's name, but I've been listening to it for several hours, and he is just fantastic. He's got such good, um, you know, um, apologetics. And he even tells how he um, refuted Deepak Chopra in, a, in an, um, an hour-long debate. Wow, so I'll, very I'll cool. That to you. Maybe you could send that to Yep, others. yep, All send right, that to me. take up so much time. <laughs> that's okay. It's that part of family. That's what we do. Amen. Blessings to everybody. Merry Christmas. We love all the callers. <laughs> yeah, Merry Christmas <laughs> to you care. and to Cordelia as Thank, well. Thank you. Thanks, David. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, excellent job. See, that's the kind of show we have. We just like that. All right? All right. Uh, we'll get that information on the book, and then I'll I'll pass that on to you because that's good. Tactics is good. See, I'm, I'm, ta- I'm not filled with tactics. Is that, is that a nice way to say I'm tactless? Okay, I get. Okay, we'll just move on. Uh, let me read this real quickly. This is from Pastor Ray. It's called "Your Truth Versus God's Truth." Okay, this is a good one. Real, so I'm going to read it fast. Uh, if anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself. God's highest passion is to get his children home. Can you disagree with God's word? Many do, even professing Christians. They disagree with Scripture's standards of right and wrong or the lifestyle it approves or disapproves. They might like some Scriptures and reject others on grounds that they seem unloving or intolerant. I guess we were talking about there. Can God's word stand up to question, scrutiny, and varied in, uh, variety of interpretations? Of course it can. But your view of God's word will influence how you accept or reject its meaning. Do you look at the laws of God as harsh rules or the words of a father who is a creator? What a different perspective you will have if you know that they are words of a loving father who says, I love you, you are dear to me, and I want nothing but your happiness. I want you to have joy and peace and love and fulfillment. I want you to walk in light. I want you to make it home. You have an enemy who's always trying to rob you, steal from you, kill and abuse you and destroy you. To li- to limit human understanding, the devil's ways might appear loving and compassionate, but in the end, they lead to heartache, deep darkness and destruction. God wants a relationship with you as a father, and the only way that relationship will work is if you allow him to be the father and you become his child through Jesus. You have to deny yourself and follow him. You can decide to be your own center of right or wrong, morality or immorality, and place yourself in the number one position of authority in your life. You can follow your inner self, your truth, or what you think will make you happy, but you will not find what you are looking for. Jesus tells us where the path leads. Whoever desires to save his life will lose it, and doing these things your way will cause you to lose Love, joy, peace, your identity. In fact, you'll lose everything. But he also tells you how to gain all your hearts really crave, all that your heart desires. Whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. It's that simple. We can have our own truth and follow our own way 
and lose everything, or we can accept God's truth, his word, and follow him and gain it all. The choice is ours. Wow. Max Lucado says this. We'll give the credit, okay? It's actually Lucado, but that's besides the point. The purpose of the Bible? Salvation. God's highest passion is to get his children home. His book, the Bible, describes the plan of salvation. The purpose of the Bible is to proclaim God's plan and passion to save his kids. Wow. I will never write that good, ever. I don't care. I just say, I just think that stuff is brilliant. I love that stuff, and you guys should love it too. It's fantastic. It's just really great. Just recognize, Dad is just trying to get you home. It's as though, I could use this illustration, it's as though you have been a rebellious child who ran away from home (laughs) and then got stuck on the streets and things aren't going very good, and you got to be able to figure out how to—so you call your dad, collect. Yes, I'd like to place this call through Jesus, and uh, and God the Father will get you home. Okay? All right. That's just uh, fantastic. All right. And I will say, uh, Joy just sent me a little text saying Lee Strobel wrote the foreword uh, for the, the book— uh, the tactics is what it's called. So we'll get that specific information. It's by Gregory uh, Kukul, K-O-U-K-L. It's like Kugel. <laughs> don't don't think Kugel. Just think tactics, and it's got a little chess guy on it, right? There you go. All right, all right. Let's pray. Close it out. I do want to pray for people, Father. We come before you right now. We ask for the peace that passes all understanding to keep everybody's hearts and minds safe in you. Let not the world overwhelm any of us with fear, but rather, Lord, let us stand firm with our feet upon a rock, the rock of Jesus Christ, and with praise in our mouth, and bring you glory in everything we think, say, and do. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. You've been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas, taking a 22-and-a-half-hour break. Then we'll come back. More Insanity with Spoonanity. Talk to you then. The views expressed on the preceding program were those of the speakers and not necessarily those of KAAM DJRD Broadcasting or its sponsors.